Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Hey guys, Leon Sylvester here. We're going to be going over the four stages that people go through when they're stopping drinking. We're going to dive really deep into each of the stages because I think it's very important to understand every single stage. Now, the thing that I want to mention before we get into it is that 90% of the adult population and also 90% of people that stop drinking, they never make it to stage four. They never get there. So really, if I was you right now and you're on this journey and you're trying to stop drinking, just make sure to stay tuned to the very end where we go into stage four and I'm going to show you how you can start applying some of this stuff in stage four in your own life. So we're going to go through each of the stages. Let's get into it. So the very first stage that people get to when they are on their journey to stopping drinking, to getting sober, to living that good life without alcohol, well, it doesn't start off like that, right? We start off in stage one. And in stage one, we are, actually, we are, we're unaware of any kind of problem. So for me, this was when I was a teenager and this was when I would go to house parties. You know, I didn't have a problem. I had no problem. I wasn't addicted to a substance. I had no problem at all. I'd go to these parties. I'd have a good time. I'd wake up the next morning with no hangover and I'd go on about my life as normal. And this is what stage one is all about. It's being completely unaware that you've got a problem. And the reason why you're unaware is because you've not spiraled downwards yet. You don't have a problem, right? And this is where we all start. And it's kind of like that sweet nectar, right? you get a taste of it and you realize, oh, it's not so bad after all. And the thing is, is that, you know, you're, you're, you're told by society that drinking is bad for your health and all this stuff. And you, and you know that there's inherent risks to drinking, but then you try it, right? And you taste a little bit and you're like, oh, it's not so bad after all. Maybe, you know, maybe they were wrong. You know, it's not a big deal. And at this point, yeah, you, you, you are unaware of a problem. And the reason why is because it doesn't exist. And that's where we all start. We all start in the same position. Nobody takes their first drink and decides that I'm going to spend the next 30 years of my life having it dominated by this drink, having to drink it every single day. Nobody starts there, right? But we all start in this position. Because if we didn't start in this position, we wouldn't continue down that path. So the next thing is that alcohol is not causing any major issues. And when I say major issues, I mean those big issues like losing clients or, you know, your wife or your husband looking at you like, what are you doing? And I'm not talking about these big issues. I'm talking because it can cause issues at this point. Alcohol is a destructive drug and it can cause arguments, it can cause fights. And this can happen in this stage, right? Because it doesn't matter if, if, if you're unaware of a problem, but you're drinking a lot and you're, and you're you know, getting drunk, bad things can happen. You can have unprotected sex, you can catch, and you know all the complications that come from that. All sorts of things can happen in this stage, but you, it is not causing any major issues, right? And when it's not causing any major issues, it's not really a problem. We only try to solve the problems that are really smack bang in our face. And during this stage, there are no major issues. So we kind of continue doing it. We think there's nothing wrong with it. We think that, you know, why not? You know, I'm having fun. And you have all these beliefs and blah, blah, blah. And it, yeah, it's not causing any major, major issues. And here's the thing. When all this is happening, we have this illusion or conditioning or whatever you want to call it. We have this illusion of genuine pleasure. We genuinely believe that alcohol is enhancing our life. We genuinely believe that. That's not like, you know, I'm not making this up. We think it because if we didn't think it, we wouldn't continue it, right? Imagine that if you, you know, you tried boxing, right? 
You tried bare knuckle boxing as a, and, and you went to just learn how to do bare knuckle boxing. You got smashed in the face and you hated it. You'd stop doing it, most probably, unless you're a little bit... <laughs> but with alcohol, you know, we're doing something that's actually hurting us, but we have this illusion of genuine pleasure. We really believe that we're enjoying it. So what do we do? We do the logical thing and we continue it. We look at the marketing and we believe it. We look at the influencers and we look at the imagery and the branding surrounding alcohol and we really believe that we are also getting a genuine pleasure from it. We think that it enhances these social settings, these social occasions, and we think that it's genuinely adding value, right? It's genuinely bringing value into our life. And this is all part of stage one. And when this is all going on, basically the benefits, they actually outweigh the negatives. So like I said, we have these so-called benefits that we, that we think that we get from alcohol, and the negatives in stage one are just almost not even there. So it's like, you know, you get a little bit of a taste and it's like that nectar scenario where you, you get a bit of taste, you want a bit more, you want a bit more, you want a bit more, you want, and then you actually start to question whether like the grown-ups that were telling you that, you know, drinking was a bad thing or, you know, this stage can happen at any point in our life. I'm just explaining because for me, it was when I was a teenager, but you start questioning whether everyone was lying and maybe, you know, maybe there is no risk, maybe there is no danger, but that's where it all starts. And you know what? There were people in life that stay there. They never get to stage two. They never get to stage three. They stay there forever. And they believe that alcohol is still giving them something to this day. They are, they are still believing this giant illusion. And you know, I kind of feel sorry for those people. I don't look at them in, in envy. I kind of feel bad for them because they've fallen for the biggest illusion that is sweeped across our world ever, right? So yeah, that's stage one. So it's being unaware of the problem. At this stage, alcohol is causing no major issues. You've got this illusion of genuine pleasure. You really think that it's giving you something and the benefits appear to outweigh the negatives, right? And then we've got stage two. And in stage two, this is where things are getting a little bit different, right? This stage is finished. You don't go backwards, right? You cannot go backwards. Here's a really important thing to, to realize is that this is the only way it can ever go unless you stay stuck in a stage or something really bad happens to you. So stage two, and this is where you might've been drinking for a while, but you start to become aware of the problem. This happened to me quite young. You know, I was probably in my early twenties when I realized that this stuff is not freaking good for me. And I, and I just can't stop drinking when I start. And I started to really realize like at a young age that this ain't good. This is not good. And you know, I wanted to fix it really early on. And you know, for some people, this stage could happen 20 years later, 30 years later, they could have been in this stage for many, many years and then something could have happened. Maybe they got, you know, some additional work pressure. They might've had a child. They might've had a, a falling out with their partner, whatever. But it doesn't really matter. What, whatever happens is alcohol, increase, alcohol intake increases and then the individual becomes aware of the problem. They know that they're doing something wrong and they know that, well, they probably want to start looking into the next thing, which is this. And they start to become open to solutions. So that doesn't mean that they are actively looking for a way to solve their problem. But you know, if you go up to one of those drinkers and they know they've got a problem and if you kind of like, for example, put them onto my YouTube channel, right? You said to this drinker, oh, there's a YouTube channel here. You should check it out, it's pretty cool. They're probably gonna check it out because they know they've got a problem, but they're not gonna maybe, they're not gonna actively seek it. They're not gonna call their, their, their family up and say, listen, I really wanna get sorted. They just know they've got a problem and they start to become open to solutions and they start to become open to the possibility of living a life without alcohol, which is pretty cool. And 
you know, I got to this stage, yeah, pretty early on. Uh, I, I started off like the very first, actually the very first thing that I tried to do was to go to AA because my mum has been to AA for a long time. Um, and, and at this stage, right, there's a very big question because something that we've been told to believe for many, many years is that people that drink a lot are alcoholics, right? If you start to drink a lot and you're drinking more than you want to on a regular basis, you then have this big question and it is, am I an alcoholic? And during this stage, not everybody, but a lot of people, including myself, I started to question whether or not if I'm an alcoholic. I started to really think, have I got something wrong with me? Why can't I drink like somebody in stage one? Why can't I be like them? It, it has to be something wrong with me. And you know why I believe that? Is because that's what everybody around me said. If you drink more than you want to, you're weak willed, you're the alcoholic, you're the problem. I'm sorry, but I just don't buy into it. It's just not true. I'm not the problem. You're not the problem if you're watching this. But if you're in this stage, damn right, you're gonna, you're gonna wonder if you are or not. It's normal because we've been told forever that if you've got a drinking problem, you could be an alcoholic. So they start to question this. They really start to question it. And they start to think, is that me? And you know, I've been there. You might have been there as well. You might be there right now. I'm just gonna tell you that you are not an alcoholic. You have got nothing wrong with you. But that's where they get to. And then during this stage, there may be some attempts to quit, to moderate or to cut down. And you know, they, 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 they may be in this position. So, they, so they've gone through stage one, they're into stage two, they're where they've got a problem. They're, you know, they're, they're addicted to a drug. And during this, they attempt to maybe stop and they realize that, you know, they may find it really difficult to stop, which again is a myth, but it's only because they've been told it's difficult to stop, but they might try to moderate, they might try to cut down, they might just try to, you know, battle things themselves and just try to get through it. And basically, once they've gone through this uh, for, for long enough, they move into what I call stage three, right? And in stage three, this is where the drinker is very aware. Right, this, this is no joke now. They, they know for a fact that it's bullshit. Something is going bad. And this, anything could cause this, anything at all. For me, this was when the very first time that I was very aware is when I threw up blood on the MacBook, MacBook Pro. Now, it was, it was way before that actually, but that was just like a, a slap bang moment in the face where I threw up blood on a MacBook and they just punched me in the face. And it was like, oh my God. You know, I just, oh, it was horrible. But this could happen for a variety of reasons. This could be, you know, partners leaving you, kids saying, are you drinking again? Uh, it could just be the way that you feel, the low energy. It could just be that you don't feel good about yourself. And no matter what, you know that something isn't quite right. And you also know the cause. You know for a fact that alcohol is causing this pain and this misery. So what happens when you become very aware is that you actually try to, you begin trying to stop actively. So that means that you are now looking for solutions. That means that you might be on YouTube searching, how do I stop drinking? You might be on Google, how do I stop drinking? You might be uh, talking with your doctor, you might be talking with your friends and your loved ones. You are really actively trying to stop drinking. Maybe you're ordering books, quick literature books online, all sorts of stuff. But this, in this stage, you're really trying to stop because you've already tried it alone here, right? So at this point, you are looking for solutions. So. This is kind of like, you know, I might be wrong, but you're probably in around about this stage now where you're really trying to stop actively. You're listening to this video. You're really trying to find a solution to the problem. And during this stage is you're very likely to use willpower. So you're very likely to try and stop alone, just white knuckling it. Because this is what most people do. They just think that willpower and stopping drinking are related. Let me just quickly explain why they're not. 
Basically, people think that they need willpower to stop drinking. And if you can't control your drinking and you can't stop drinking, then everybody around them says that they are weak-willed, right? But there are probably other areas of your life where you're absolutely killing it. There are probably areas of your life where you're, you know, maybe you've got a business, maybe you've got a career, maybe you've got a family, maybe you've got children, maybe you've got a degree. Maybe there's things that you've done in your life that prove to you that there is nothing weak-willed about your character. Yet this willpower, people use a willpower method to try to stop drinking, and then when they get smashed in the face, they think that they're weak-willed, and it's just, it's just not true. It's all part of the conditioning. But we don't have time for that in this video. So they're using willpower, or they may try AA. And basically, when they go to AA, this is where they'll get the answer to the question if they're an alcoholic or not. And maybe these people then start to think they're an alcoholic, and they use the 12-step the, the program to stop drinking. You know, there's probably a uh, you know, percentage of viewers that may even have tried this. Maybe some of you guys are still going to AA, and you're absolutely fine with it. My own mother stayed in this stage forever. She, she used AA. She stopped drinking for 20 years. Amazing, right? But I tried this. You may have tried this. Doesn't work for everybody, and that's okay. And no matter what they say, because when I went there, they, they, I still got people that message me on Facebook or leave comments, like snide comments. They believe that it's the only way because it worked for them and because they bought into it fully. I didn't buy into it, and that's okay as well. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna bash it either way, but for me, this didn't work, but I was in this stage and I was very aware of the problem. I was really, really like starting to look for solutions now. Uh, I used willpower, I tried AA, didn't work so much. Or some people, if they've got the luxury of insurance or finances, they may try rehabilitation as well. But no matter what, right? No matter what, when you go through this stage and you're in stage three, if you don't move to stage four, you will spend the rest of your life with a sense of, you will have a sense of deprivation. There is no escaping that. It doesn't matter if you use willpower, AA, rehab, whatever. You genuinely feel as though you were giving something up, right? It is a genuine sense of deprivation, and that's real. And you think that it's hard to stop drinking because that's what you believe. And that is actually, you know, that's the fact of the matter. And do you know what? Some people say, stay in this state of mind, and they stop drinking for a very long time. So that's cool. This works. This is a great stage to be in if you find a solution that works for you. But there is another stage. And this is the stage that 90% of people will never get to. 90% of the adult population do not make it to this stage. But this is where, this is where it gets cool. This is where the video is going to get interesting. So it's the ability to use, it's the ability to use first principles thinking. Now, I've spoken about this a lot, but I'm going to touch on it again. First principles thinking is a mental model that, you know, billionaires use to make these huge business and investment decisions. But we're able to use this exact, so it's not just like, um, it's a mental model that you can apply to all areas of your life. It's a problem solving technique. But we're able to use this exact same mental model when it comes to alcohol. We're able to break down all of the constituent parts and all of the reasons why we think we drink alcohol. And when you're able to do this, you get this epiphany moment. You're like, it's all on the table now. I get it, I 100% get it. So this first principles thinking is, is what happens when you get to stage four. And if you're able to, you can do this through, you know, really doing deep introspective work, or you can join the Sober Clear program because this is the exact system that we use. We use first principles thinking. You know, there's many ways for you to achieve this, um, but the key is, is that you do it, right? Because when you're able to, to put everything on the table and you're just completely transparent and you can see it, and you can see it with like detachment. So you don't, you put all of it on the table and you don't have uh, like emotional charge. You, you're not like looking at this like, you know, I must like drinking. I must, you, you can't do it with an open mind and you look into it and you're like, ah, I get it, this makes sense now. And then when you're able to get to this position, you're in a very calm state of mind where you're able just to 
logically decide what you do, whether you stop, whether you control, whether you continue drinking. When you go through the first principles process, you have the choice. And that's what happens in stage four. This is the very first thing is using this first principles thinking. And when you do this properly, right, when you go through a step-by-step -step system or when you do it yourself through deep introspection, absolutely no sense of deprivation. I genuinely mean this because I've been here, I've been here, I've been here. The people that I work with have been here, have been here, have been here. They know exactly what it's like to be here and be deprived. But when you're able to use first principles thinking, you will get to this position of having absolutely no deprivation. I mean it. I never, ever, ever crave alcohol. Since I went through this process, I never craved alcohol ever again. I don't look at somebody that can have one or two drinks anymore and think, damn, I wish I could be like them. I don't think it. It never, ever, ever, ever happens, right? And that is an amazing position to be in. Because, you know, I've got this one guy that, that, that I work with and he said, if I've got to sit around in, in, and feel sorry for myself and feel like I'm missing out and go to these barbecues and these social events and not be able to participate and always feel like I have to sit on the sidelines, he said, I might as well be drinking because I ain't all about that. And then when he went through this system, he's like, Leon, I didn't believe you when you told me it would be easy to stop, but it is. And this is the beautiful thing. When you get to stage four and you're able to go through the first principles thinking stuff, you get to this place of having no deprivation. And then in stage four, you also start going towards a better life. So that might mean working on your health, working on your fitness, you know, getting clarity on what you want out of life again. It might mean uh, working on your career, bringing good energy back home, bringing love back to the family. You don't sit around in, with this sense of feeling like you're missing out and have to complain and all that stuff. Instead, you go straight towards a better life. In this stage, if you're able to do this, if you're able to go through this first and then this, the world is your oyster again. And do you know how I know? Because I've done it, right? Only, only a few years ago, I thought that it was all over. I thought that I just thought I was finished. I thought that I would never be able to stop drinking ever again. But when you get to stage four, you go towards a better life and good things start happening again. So I've moved to Thailand. Some of, some of you guys that watch a lot of these videos know, but I live in Thailand now. Uh, started this new company, Sober Clear. I have an amazing relationship with a beautiful girl. We've got a house here. I've got like this video studio, which is pretty cool. And you know, things are just going great again. And there was never anything wrong with me. I never feel deprived, but I just started going towards a better life. And you know what happens? When you get to this stage, you stop looking backwards. You start looking forwards. Because once you've removed all the baggage, once you've done the first principles thinking, the future actually becomes possible again. You can start looking towards the future and realize that, you know, you can set goals now and you can achieve them because once you've gone through the first principles thinking and you realize that alcohol does give you nothing, when you start looking to the future, you realize that I can get to places and alcohol is not gonna get in the way halfway. And you can start, you know, you can start small, you can start setting small goals, get some momentum. But then, you know, as time goes on, as you get a few years into your journey, you can start setting some massive goals again. And you don't need to look backwards. You don't even need to look at and think about the mistakes and all the stuff that you've done in the past. You just go towards that better life. And I'm telling you, it's the best place you can be in when you stop drinking. It's that combination of understanding alcohol for what it is and going towards a better life. You, it's, it's the best experience ever, right? And... This system, like this stuff, this stage, this is where I help people get to. Through the Sober Clear Coaching Program, we go through first principles thinking and we go towards a better life. And it's the exact transformation that I offer to people through the Sober Clear Coaching Program. So if that's something that you're interested in, I'm gonna put a link below this and you can apply for the program. Now, typically I work with people that, 
you know, they've gone through these stages. They're probably in this stage now. They might be thinking about this stage, but typically the people have gone to will, they've tried willpower, they might have gone to AA, they might have tried rehab, and they're people that want more out of life, right? It's a very specific type of person that gets value from this, and a very specific type of person that actually wants to get here. And if you think that's you, if you think that you want to be a part of it, if you think that you want to try it out, then I'll leave a link below for you to apply for the coaching program. Now, that's it guys, the four stages of stopping drinking. Thank you very much.